Hey, hey everyone, it's Tori Townley with Servolution. On behalf of Pastor Dino Rizzo and our whole team, we want to welcome you to the Serve Brew. So grab your favorite mug and join us for a virtual coffee break with some of the raddest outreach leaders on the planet. We'll get to hear about their stories, their communities, gain fresh wisdom, insight, and practical tools to help us serve the people in our city with the love of Jesus every single day. So grab your coffee, your notebook, and hit play. Hi everybody, I'm Tori Townley. Welcome to the Serve Brew. It's been a minute since we had a podcast episode and I am so, so excited. We have the perfect person to jump in and kick us back off for a new season. And that is Dr. Stacey Hatcher of Milestone Church. Hi, Dr. Stacey. Hello, Tori. So great to be here and be with you today. Oh my gosh, this is like bucket list to have you on podcast. So thank you so much. I'm excited for you to share your heart today. It's going to be awesome. We were just talking before we recorded about how this is literally going to be us having a coffee date for real, like just catching up and um, hearing all the great things that's happening. But I have to share a story. I'm going to let you introduce yourself. My most vivid memory of Dr. Stacy is she came to visit Birmingham at the Dream Center. It was so much fun getting to know her um sharing some of our outreaches and I got the lovely honor of bringing you to our outreach at Lynn Park serving people who were living on the streets yeah. <laughs> I'm parking and I was so embarrassed I have a doctor in my front seat and I cannot <laughs> parallel park I went back I remember and- I didn't even remember that <laughs> I will never forget it. I was so embarrassed. Like I'm hosting this special <laughs> guest and I can't even get parked. I think I backed up like 12 times and I want to say someone else had to get in and park for me. So I'm glad that that traumatic memory is erased from your memory, um, but not mine. <laughs> oh, that is one of my memories, but so many others. You are amazing. I want to give you a chance to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about Milestone. We love Pastor Jeff too. I wanted to say that like Pastor Dino loves Pastor Jeff and we all do and just the whole heart of your team. So um, yeah, tell us back to you. Yeah, so I'm Stacy Hatcher. I am the missions director for Milestone Church in Keller, Texas. Um, we're a big church with three campuses. Um, so I serve in a few different roles. I ha- I'm over all of our local outreach, all of our global outreach, global missions, and then a big single moms ministry that we have. So yeah, I am a doctor. I'm an internal medicine doctor. I left my practice. It's right. It, next month will be 11 years, believe it or not, Tori. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so I left my practice to do full-time missions after a very life-changing mission trip, my first mission trip. And so it's been really cool to just see what God has um, allowed me to do and be a part of. Um, you know, we were we do a lot of local and a lot of global, but with um, COVID just really found the opportunity to be able to serve our community in, community in a super meaningful way. And just really gave us an opportunity to see some needs that um, we may not have been aware of and just really be um, some hope in our local community. So God uses everything, right? Yes, that's a big deal to have gone through being becoming a doctor and then to like put put everything on the line to jump into outreach full time. I want to hear a little bit more about that. Like that's pretty radical. Um, It reminds me of the Carsons, Dr. Joe and Kelly, like he had a, a similar story, I think, but Can you tell us about that experience? Yeah, absolutely. So my daughter, um, Megan, who has actually just started medical school this year. um, So she's almost 23 now, but she was 11 at the time. And I thought, 
like, okay, we're in this little affluent area. She doesn't really get to see the needs that are around the world. And so we should, I should take her on a mission trip for her <laughs> benefit, you know, kind of thing, just to expose her to that. I had never been on a trip and my goal was to just do something close, like maybe Mexico or something simple, nothing worked out. And so we actually ended up in Kenya um for our very so just me and her with a, a a different church our church wasn't doing a whole lot of missions stuff at the time um and so yeah we went to kenya um just like literally rocked my world the lord was doing even prior to that like six months prior to that just you know i'd loved practicing medicine i did it for about 15 years and then um just came became like super dissatisfied in my job um even to the point where I had Pastor Jeff and Brandy just praying with me, like, what could be some next steps? I was looking into getting an executive MBA to maybe do some consulting, or I didn't know what I wanted to do. But it was God preparing my heart to do something different, even before I went on the trip. And so, yeah, we went on that mission trip and then came back, started talking to Pastor Jeff about, you know, what is going on in our missions department? How can I help? How can I make people more aware? What can we do? to reach our community and do some trips and like, how can I be a part of what we're doing? And that's when he said, well, we're actually looking for a full-time missions director, missions pastor um, to help us with all of that. So what you can do now is you can help us pray that person in. And so I asked him all about, okay, what kind of person are we praying for? What skills do they need to have? What kind of personality, like, what are we doing? And I kept asking all these questions and Brandy was there and she's like, are you interested in that job? And I'm like, oh gosh, no, goodness, no. I'm just asking the questions. <laughs> and so that couldn't, I couldn't get it out of my head. Like it was so weird. I couldn't stop thinking about it. Um, so that turned into a several month conversation which led to me being the missions director of the church. And so, um, yeah, phased out of my practice over a few months and then um, came on full time. And so I still do medical, like we just did a health fair for the homeless. We've done, you know, I just led a mission trip to Costa Rica, a medical mission trip to Costa Rica. So I still get to use my medical skills just um, in a different capacity, but then I'll, I'll obviously lots of other things as well so yeah that's that's the nutshell version of it such an extraordinary story oh my goodness that's amazing and I, I just like I think it's so cool how I would imagine that the reason you went into becoming a doctor is because you wanted to help people who were hurting like sure. yeah and now like that is just it's crossed over into a spiritual sense too exactly. and I just like it I imagine like what you are created with like to be able to become a doctor takes so much like you have so many gifts and talents and capacities and I just wonder like what are those crossovers like if you are bringing that talent to the table of outreach like what a bright gift that is it's so rare I know I didn't even graduate high school like you want to do outreach sure I can do that like we don't get professionals like you in this world very often I'm just kidding at least not me <laughs> But I like, do you see a lot of crossover between being able to use some of those skills? Maybe not specifically, but I can only imagine. Uh, no, there's so many similarities. You'd be surprised of just how you care for people, how you listen to people, how you hear beyond the words sometimes um, to figure out what's truly going on with a person. 
Um, and so you, you learn that skill when you're practicing medicine, or I hope you do, you should, of just the art of taking care of people, but like a whole body person and not just a diagnosis. Um, I did a lot of like, you know, end of life care and just helping people through hard things. And so um, I think there's a lot more crossover. Like when I first started, I was, I really wondered how in the world I was going to even learn how to do it, but it came, um, a lot of it came very intuitively just from what I had been doing. Um, the organizational skills that you have to have, administrative skills, um, just being able to organize and, and manage people and um, take care of volunteers. And yeah, I, there's a lot that, um, that it equipped me for. And it was really interesting. There was a period of time when um, I used to work for Baylor. They had really asked me, I, we need you to do a travel medicine clinic as part of your practice. And I didn't want to do it, um, but they really needed it. And it kept coming back to me, kept coming back to me. And I finally just said, okay, this was years ago. And um, so I did travel medicine as part of my practice for five years, which I totally use all the time now. So um, things like malaria and you know all of that, like I already knew all of that stuff. From that little bit it's just funny how god works to use all things you know it's because people so many like my partners all thought i was crazy of course for leaving medicine they were all like it'll be here when you get back you know this isn't gonna last this is a weird little deal you're doing but um how god used all those pieces and in retrospect i was like that's why i did the travel medicine clinic okay i get it now god and so um wow. there's just a lot yeah there there's a lot that um, he did in me through that, that equipped me for this, for sure. That is incredible. That is incredible. I always get scared sometimes, like when I jump to something or transition, like, was that all a waste? Like I worked so hard for so long yeah. on this. Is yeah. that going down the trash? Like, no, no, no. That builds into where he's taking you. And it's always, I don't want to say a step up, but a step deeper into what he's got. So that's so encouraging. I don't know if anybody's listening who's in a transitional place or dreaming and just following God's heart, but I feel like that that's definitely for somebody. Um, that's amazing. And I, I wanted to note too, like, the gift that you bring to the table, I feel like it's such, it's so reflected in what at least I see in Milestone Church. Like when I look, I haven't ever visited in person, but like what you guys do as far as outreach stands out so much above the rest. And I feel like it's not like, yes, there's so many creative ideas I don't want to get into with you, but I feel like there's like a heart and a compassion and like um, like you said, an art of loving people. And I feel like, yes, Pastor Jeff and um, the whole team, there have something to do with that. But you being over outreach, bringing to the table, like you said, that special nature of being able to see people beyond just what they're saying, like that is such a beautiful leadership skill to have. And I just wanted to encourage you, like I see that following or flowing through the DNA and the culture there. And that makes so much sense. Like that that's where it's coming from is your heart. So that's amazing. Thank you for the bravery and the boldness to just jump out and do this. And oh, never saw it, never saw it coming. That's for sure. This kind of things happen that way. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Okay, I have to backtrack a tiny bit because people will think it's not the serve brew if I don't ask. What what kind of coffee do you drink if you're ordering coffee? What what's your go to? I don't drink coffee. Is that a doctor thing? Are we not supposed to? <laughs> Is it not I've, I've tried so many years to like coffee. I don't like it. So. Oh, no. so do you have an alternative when you go or when you're asked to coffee? Yeah, I'll drink a tea. Yeah. Black tea? 
Yeah. Just this is really for when people visit you or you are a special guest at the church, they know what to order you. That's all. <laughs> okay. Playing black too. She's easy. That's awesome. Okay. I have to get that question. I always forget and, and I get mad. Um, okay. Let's jump into, we know a little bit of your history and I'd love to spend so much time asking you all those questions, but that's a beautiful snapshot. And knowing that tell us the landscape of milestone like i know you guys are big you've got three campuses you're doing so many things but tell us about the church itself and then a little bit about the community and then we'll jump into like the outreaches you guys do in, in response to that okay our church is is in an interesting place right now in the sense of where we are people are moving in by the droves from all over the place. Um, when we do our 101, which is our newcomers class, basically that we do for people that wanna join the, the, the church, more than three fourths of the room are not from Texas. And so it's an interesting time in the sense that trying to keep our culture, our DNA, communicating that to new people, um, discipleship is such a, such a huge deal for us um, in general, but right now, especially um, just as people come in that may or not may or may or may not be churched, um, we see a lot of that. And so, yeah, our heart has always been to serve people, hurting people, um, whatever person that needs help. Um, that's been our heart um, from the beginning. And so, yeah, that are just it's a very much in our culture that. Um, you know, authenticity, sincerity, discipleship, that's kind of, we're all about spiritual family. It feels, bit, I mean, it's a big church, but it feels small because we are always in such, um, to put ourselves in, in, in places to create ways for people to have small spiritual family and people surrounding them. So, um, yeah, so it, it, it is a big church, but it, it doesn't feel big, or we really tried very intentionally not to make it feel big. Yeah, like it's so funny because I can kind of tell that for a while I didn't know. I was like, I know Milestone Church, like I've heard a lot. I don't know how big it is. Like I I had no idea because I think it's huge, but it feels like it's got that family vibe. So that's that's hard to do. So it definitely well done. Well done. It definitely echoes. Well, it's um, not just me, that's for sure. That's from Pastor Jeff Down. So um something we talk about a lot for sure. So you've mentioned some about the community and things that you guys are observing um, in relation to outreach. What are some of the big needs? I know we were just in a meetup. You came to our online meetup. It was so cool. And you shared something that you guys have been working on getting to know the community. Tell me a little bit about how you're taking in information from the community to shape some of the things you guys are doing in outreach. Yeah, well, after um, kind of during COVID, again, really just saw some opportunities and um, things. I mean, we did everything from a toilet paper drive through to our city ran out of water um, during an ice storm. So we had a tanker truck that we were letting people fill up containers of water for. I had um, guys delivering, I think we delivered 6,000 cases of water to different families in need and um, senior centers and all of that. So it kind of opened our eyes to a broader like before you were just, you know, we always love to serve our community. We love our teachers. We love our single moms, but really getting an eye opening kind of insight into where people are living and kind of what the true needs may be that we may not be as visible. Um, so I met with our city leaders, our mayor, police chief, our school superintendent, and what just the, the two main things that kept coming out were, were 
mental health, which is a big deal right now. Obviously, we all know that. And then also schools like teacher morale, administrators leaving by the droves, and just the students hurting, um, increased anxiety, depression, all the gender things they're dealing with. Um, there's so much need in the schools, in our local schools. And so, yeah, our climate climate is such that you know again it's not a super affluent area it is affluent but it you know it could be more affluent but we're really close to some um keller isd which is the city we're in also has schools in fort worth and so there's some areas that actually the schools are in that are a, a lot more in need um, than our physical city and so yeah we've just been uh, we spent the summer um working on a community needs assistant assessment i had an intern with me this summer who's brilliant and a rock star. So I've got to give her credit, Megan, for that. And um, she did a community needs assessment, which basically is gathering information from lots of different sources to see what the status is of our schools, what resources are in our community, um, what are our demographics, what, you know, what kind of things um, could we learn that we might be able to make a difference in foster teens, like just different things like that. And so we got we got that finished or she got that finished and then we kind of did our takeaways okay what are we uniquely positioned and equipped and resourced to be able to do to actually make a difference and so um one of the biggest things we're working on right now is just school outreach and we did a big teacher appreciation weekend which we always have done every august and this year instead of just asking you know just giving a back to school gift we actually ask a question like what need do you have that the church might be able to meet and we had tons of them just reach out and say the simplest things that we could help them with you know everything from I'm in a title one school and our kids don't bring snacks for snack time so they don't have a snack and so like we can fix that and so um that to you know our little kids don't have clothes to change into if they need a change of clothes um school supplies like just super basic things that are you know with a church and our volunteers and our incredibly generous people that go to church here we're able to easily meet and so we're actually God's opened a door in a particular school that we're going to just start either a weekly or um, twice monthly outreach in where we're going in regularly to just assess the needs, bring back what they need, make sure they're they feel seen and loved and valued. And so our goal is to start in one school, kind of figure out exactly what we're doing and then expand um, to more after that. So we're really excited just to see what God will do through just us being able to see people and them to know that they're not alone um that we do understand we may not be going through what they're going through but we can empathize we can be a support we can pray we can provide needs and just just be there um so yeah that's kind of our latest thing we're adding and so super excited to see what god will do he's already shown us just the impact that we can make with such simple things so i'm excited about that incredible incredible i think it's so cool that you guys you took such an intentional amount of time to really lean into those needs i think um we get asked a lot for outreach ideas and that's like what we do it's so much fun but i think sometimes those best ideas are based on the question of how can we serve you and leaning into what is your city telling you what are the people telling you and sometimes i know i always mention it like it feels intimidating to just like put a blank piece of paper in front of someone and be like, how can I serve you? Like it could be anything that can be so scary. But anytime I've been part of things like that, and it sounds like you guys felt the same, it was just like, 
it was surprisingly the simplest do most doable things right. like that like it just generates so much and I just love that that that's your approach like you are a strategic person and that's where it started was just that simple question of how can we serve you and it's growing and shaping and schools like that is we've talked about that a lot too like there's so much it's just a, it's not a strategy but it is a strategic place to be part of because it is children it's their families it just stems out so much you're in neighborhoods like it's just so strategic to be part of that very holistic um so I love that I love all of the outreaches you guys do like I tried to make a list so I wouldn't forget any but I couldn't like get to all of them <laughs> you guys build robotic hands you host dances for children with terminal illnesses and then don't even get me started on the single mother's event. Like I need you to break down this Christmas. There was an all expense paid vacation giveaway. Or yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> just, can you give us like a rundown of just some of the like unique fun things that you guys do as a whole? I think that's going to get everybody really excited. Yeah. <laughs> Your favorites. I've got to follow um, fairy tale ball is my favorite. Like thing that I do It's the sweetest thing that I do. We work with a ministry called hope kids and Basically, they take care of families that have children with life-threatening illnesses. They may not be terminal children, but they have something that could be. Um, so a few years ago, we started hosting a fairy tale ball, which is basically we hire um, princesses and princess characters to come in. And we have a DJ. I, we have a DJ that goes to our church that's a very high-end professional DJ that does it for us for free. And we do, yeah, we have carriage rides. So Cinderella, we have two Cinderella carriages in the parking lot and little handicap access so they can get into them. And they and the princes and princesses ride with them, the one that they want to ride with them, and they get pictures. And anyway, that's probably my favorite thing we do all year. A couple of years ago, when we the one we did. Um, we got a letter from a mom who said, right after fairy tale ball, my daughter had to go into the hospital. We didn't think she was going to make it out. And I just thought, well, at least her last night was magical. I'm like, I know, right? I was like, oh my gosh. And they had pictures from that night. And you know, we have a professional photographer and we give the families all free pictures and all of that. So that's my favorite. Um, but yeah, single moms is a big part of our church's heart. Um, Pastor Jeff has always had what he calls a God burden for single moms. His grandmother was a single mom, which is probably where that stems from. Um, so he saw that growing up. Um, but yeah, we have a huge hundreds of single moms in our church and community that we serve. And every Christmas we go like all out like this year i'm preparing 700 gifts if that tells you kind of how how big it's gotten but at our single mom and i'm sorry at our as our women's christmas event which is called joy single moms get to come um and then um single moms and widows i should say there it's both we give gifts like very high end like last year they were valued at three hundred fifty thousand dollars worth of gifts for single moms and widows so there's there's like really um fun things for them that they might not be able to buy for themselves. And then we always include a, a nice gift card as well so they can buy things for Christmas if they need to. Um, and then, yeah, we give them out at Joy. Last year, um, we decided to do an additional like fun thing. And so there's two nights of Joy because we've outgrown one. And so the first night we gave away two all expense paid um, vacations and we gave away two the second, the second night. So um, that was just kind of a little extra surprise we threw in last year. So yeah, we're able to, I mean, our church again is so generous and we do get some donations for that as well, but it, yeah, we're able to do things like that. And 
um, yeah, it's it's super fun to just watch them. That might be a lot of them say that's the only Christmas present they got that year. So, um, yeah, made it good. Make it good, yeah. exactly. Cool. Yeah, those pictures and those stories, like there were so many. Oh, you can just if y'all are on social media, just scroll back to December. Like, oh, so good. It's just I love that so much and like you guys do have so many different amazing things that you're operating in like the single moms you're thinking about children who are experiencing illnesses and you've got all these different things in lanes and especially for you you're doing worldwide missions and local missions and this whole other massive ministry what is some of like the strategy for how you guys set up what you're going to say yes to like i know we talk about it all the time there's like an ecosystem for this you've got the pastors have their own causes and heartbeat that that really does get um not injected but that is part of the leadership of where the church is headed but you also have people in the church who have their own passions and needs that they're seeing then you've got this community assessment so you're taking in these needs so how do you kind of work it all together do you have a strategy of how to say yes how do things funnel into each other yeah um so our pastor is definitely pastor jeff is passionate about a few things very uh, heavily and so obviously under his leadership i am passionate about the same things and so that's first and foremost is making sure that what we're doing from an outreach standpoint lines up with the call and vision of the church at large and not just my little side ideas that i want to do and so um, that's incredibly important um, for a lot of reasons obviously we have very clear lanes that we know we are called to and we're with all of the influx of people coming in there are obviously people that come in with their own passions their own desires sometimes their own agendas and so we've learned how to say that is awesome we're excited that you're passionate about that I, we love that you're serving in that area that is not something we are called to at this at this time um because we are doing these things and we want to do these things really well and we can't do everything really well um so yeah we just we we you know obviously we pray we we see where god is moving and where god is opening doors and as long as that's in alignment with um the passion and vision of our our leadership then you know we see what god we see what god has he always brings new things um, obviously on serve day we do a million things of all kinds of different things but throughout the year with our regular ongoing outreach we limit it to not just a few things but kind of a few things that we're really good at we're good at um we have a lot of skilled projects guys and girls who can do skilled things we're really good at that and so things like you know this widow has a need and she needs her ceiling fans changed out whatever that looks like or a slight kitchen remodel on this single mom's home or you know this veteran that needs a wheelchair ramp like we do all of those things and we do those things well and we have a volunteer base that is good at it and loves to do it so that's you know that's easy um and then you know like i said the schools earlier we have a really unique opportunity in our community in that in fort worth there are refugees from over 30 different countries and they live in these kind of concentrated populations in certain apartment complexes. So for the last probably six or seven years, we've been doing a lot of refugee outreach. We do two outreaches each and every month. And then every summer I take a mission trip to Fort Worth, which again is 20 minutes from us, but treat it just like a regular mission trip. We immerse with the refugees, serve them. It feels like you're going to another country, but there are 
people from countries, you know, we have a lot of Afghani refugees, Congolese, um, Sudanese, there's just a lot of different countries, um, Middle Eastern countries in particular that we would not be able to go into, but they're right here. And so we can reach them. Um, we have had so many come to Christ and just, you know, we'll, we'll throw Christmas parties for the refugee kids or Easter or something like they don't even know what we're doing. A lot of times they've been in refugee camps for years and years and years. And so they don't even sometimes don't even know how to work a microwave or a shower or um, so there's just a lot of ways that we can intentionally show them the love of Jesus through practical things. And so that's a unique thing that I know we're called to and God's given us that um, opportunity so close to us. And so, yeah, and so we do, you know, obviously we serve people experiencing homelessness and all manner of other things, but there's just a few lanes that God uniquely gifted us with. Um, and the single moms thing is huge, you know, less than 1% of churches have a single moms ministry. And so that's been a huge part of our DNA. And then, um, yeah, I, th I mean, I think those are kind of the main areas. We kind of know our lanes and we know what God's called us to, and we just want to make sure that we're staying in those lanes and doing that well um, and not diluting it out. So everything just gets a little bit of attention. I love that. I like that you guys have taken the time to really be intentional about those things. And it's not that you're saying no to certain needs. It's just, it's almost like to me, a picture, a coloring page. It's like, this is the picture that we have been given by God. But sometimes we do color outside the lines, but we know when we do. And it's okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. If we Certainly, it, we're coloring outside all the lines. Yes. <laughs> yes. And that's okay. We know we're doing it. That's the, yes. that's the important yes. thing. And yeah. you get back to that sweet spot that he's given you. And I think that's so cool. I think, um, especially for some of our newer to outreach, newer to leading outreach ministry um, listeners, it can be overwhelming when you are trying to download vision from your pastors for the church as a whole that they were called to. You're listening to people who have passions. There's partners, there's ideas, there's obviously schools and things that are very obvious needs. But then like you guys said, reading deeper, reading in between the lines, there can just be so much information that you're taking in. And then there's also how do we know what to put out? Because it's outreach is chaos in the beautifulest way. There's just so many different ways that you can say yes, you can show up in different capacities. So I think sometimes it can be overwhelming when you've got all these moving pieces. Um, do you have any words of advice for someone who's kind of in that world, their head spinning? Um, what does it kind of boil down to? How do you keep keep moving? Forward? Yeah, the, the key is to not do too many things at once. Um, like when you're starting out, I, I, first of all, absolutely 100%, the first thing you need to do is get the vision and passion of your leadership. Then you pray through, okay, within that umbrella, what is the first thing or first two things that I could do? Learn what I'm doing, really re get volunteers and get some passionate people that serve with me. Who can I raise up to be volunteer team leads or volunteer base? when you're first starting out is such a big deal because you don't have any buy-in yet. And so really just getting people, sharing casting vision to volunteers and people and taking them along with you and figuring out the one, two, three, you know, the few things that you know you're probably called to, exploring what that expression might look like within your local context. Because just because we can be called to refugees doesn't mean you have refugees in your community. So what does your community look like? What is your, what does your church look like? What is your church passionate about? 
and then marrying those two things to figure out okay what's our lane what can we be good at what can we shine and make jesus look great in um, and how can we serve our community in a way that fits with our personality and our people and but again not trying to do so many things at once because that looks cool and that's a great idea and whatnot getting getting your feet wet and knowing what you're doing in a few areas and expanding from there and you may not ever need to expand to a million things you know it may just be a few things that you do kill um in a big way and so not i think thinking about it again based on um not just what you're doing it, it's outcomes not output so not just doing things to be doing things but are you doing things that have fruit and that actually make a difference in your community? Outcomes, not output. I think that's the episode title. I just wrote it down. It's so good. I, I stole it from what, Rob Hoskins, so you can okay. give, we'll give him a little subtle nod. That's funny. It's very, very good advice. And I, yeah, I think that's going to help a lot of people to not feel the pressure. I know for me, I, even when I'm helping out with my local church and outreach before, it, I used to just feel like I need to say yes to everyone because there, there's so many great ideas and everyone's so right. passionate about things. But there is a place for that in your personal life. There is a place for you. Like that is the heart. Clearly you guys communicate that like you are empowered, but for us, like we don't, we don't get to give away for all expense paid vacations by saying yes to everything. We get to have that high quality um, expression because we know our lane. And I think that that is the depth that you guys are able to reach people at because you know where you're supposed to focus. So it's really, really, really good. Um, do you have any other, before we kind of start wrapping up, I have a couple closing questions, but any other thoughts that you feel on your heart that you want to share with the people who are listening? Um, even if it's a story that's impacted you or a word of advice, especially for that new person, I think. Yeah, I think the most challenging thing and one of the things that, um, probably one of the harder things and one of the things that I actually think is the most important is figuring out outreach opportunities that work for a majority of people and don't just target one demographic of your church. For example, during the ice storm, like I talked about, I have never seen men mobilize for outreach like I did during that. And it really opened my eyes to men want to do something. They just don't necessarily want to go hold a baby or serve. You know what I mean? Like there's certain things. And so that even feeding back to our skill projects team and just trying to think through what can we get what can we do that actually we could be really good at but hits different targets in like young families what can people do with their kids that's a huge deal for us um, demographically where we live and um, just different pockets thinking through that lens so you know it's not just all knitting newborn hat groups or whatever but you've got so that's been valuable of just thinking through okay how can i offer an opportunity for multiple different types of people to serve and use their gifts for, for God and, you know, for outreach. That's brilliant, brilliant. I think that your outreach grows so much too and you have those opportunities for people to, to bring their passion to the table. That's so cool. It doesn't surprise me that your skilled projects team is thriving. Like Texas Cowboys are- Oh yeah. <laughs> when you said that, I was like, of course, like I would not expect anything else. I mean, we have guys that say they had to go buy, you know, whatever kind of off-road vehicle for to their wives for serve day because the missions team might need it. <laughs> you know, like, 
over and over. We're going to need to deliver something. <laughs> They're so cute. That's so great. Yeah. I love it so much, man. This is so much fun. I could talk with you for hours and hours, but thank you for getting coffee with us or tea today. <laughs> I have two more questions. One is I always ask, like, give us some homework, give us a recommended read or something to listen to. What's inspiring you that we can glean off of? What is inspiring me? Honestly, my biggest thing I'm doing lately is networking with other people doing the same thing I'm doing. That's been my biggest, um, as we're as we're growing and getting more campuses, we're trying to figure out and work out like what is what does outreach look like on a multi-campus thing? And so what's what's central and what's campus level and how does that all work together? Um, but I've also been able, so I've visited with a lot of different missions, pastors, um, people that are bigger and have been doing it longer than us, just getting their wisdom. And I think that's the biggest, most important, valuable thing you can do is just to reach out to people that are a little further along than you and say, what can you tell me? What work? I, I talked to uh, one of the outreach directors at um, Elevation Church yesterday, just learning. Like, tell me, my, my question to him was, because they do... Pastor Dino said to me, you know, they do the storytelling really, really well. And so I'm like, tell me how you get the story from the actual outreach event to the Instagram feed. Like, that's what I want to know. So just things that you're, you know, anything that you're strategically struggling with or vision or anything like that, you can avoid a lot of um, um, expend energy and a lot of things that you won't, you wish you hadn't done. Um, if you just talk to people that are a little further along than you. So that's, I think that's my biggest piece of advice is get to know people, um, network. Everybody's got time, you know, everybody's all outreach people have time to talk to other outreach people. That's who, that's our people, right? So um, we're a bunch of weirdos. <laughs> you find one, you hold on tight. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're wired a little differently for sure. So yeah. Better way to put it. Yes. Yes. I love that so much. That is such great advice. And not only are you gleaning wisdom from others, but you're building great relationships. Like that is, there's so much gold in that. And one day down the road, they're going to call you back and be like, yo, what's up? Let's pray together. I need help. I need support. Like, it's just, it's so cool to have those mutual relationships and to not be afraid to put yourself out there. I think that's amazing. You are amazing. You've always like ever since I met you, like you have shown up and just been. I'm like, you're a doctor. You 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 know everything. Like, you're just brilliant. You don't need need us. But I've loved that about you always since the beginning. Just your heart and your your heart for others. I think that's so cool. Um, if people want to find you on social media or find milestones, see what's going on in outreach, is there uh the best? What's the best place for them to go? Probably Instagram. It's just Milestone Missions on Instagram. Oh, on Facebook milestone missions as well. So we will link to that in the notes. Awesome. Thank yeah. you so much. This has been the best afternoon coffee in <laughs> ages. You're amazing, Dr. Stacy. Well, you're pretty amazing yourself, Tori. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you guys for listening to the Serve Brew. I hope you all have a great day and we'll catch you next time. Peace thank out. You. Thank you. Hey, thanks so much for joining in on today's conversation. Don't forget to hit subscribe to see who we'll be having coffee with next time on the Serve Brew.